Patrick Hammond of Deadline tells us that Mel Brooks, who won the Best Original Screenplay Academy Award for The Producers, has written music and lyrics for a tune titled At the Automat, a song from the new documentary The Automat, which had its world premiere at the Telluride Film Festival. The charming documentary from director Lisa Hurwitz chronicles the birth, rise, fall, and death of the beloved restaurants known as automats, commissary-style eateries that originally offered customers fresh cooked meals for a nickel, later a dime, then upwards, out of a wall of vending machines, constantly freshened by a full staff behind it. It was the brainchild of Joseph Horn and Frank Hardart and thrived for the better part of the 1900s. Filmmaker Hurwitz told Hammond she was inspired to make the charming, nostalgic, and fun documentary in her college days because she just loved sitting in the cafeteria day after day. One thing led to another, and she dove into archival footage and did lots of research to create this loving tribute to a bygone era. The last automat left in New York City in the early 90s. That was the one and all of the equipment was either sold off at auction or tucked away in a storage facility somewhere. But the film that keeps their memory alive is joyous and a hoot to watch, featuring interviews from many people, most especially Mel Brooks, who seems to be a walking encyclopedia about the automats that were especially popular in urban centers. Mel Brooks became so enthused by Hurwitz's project that he contributed a new song for it, and the director has turned his recording session with full orchestra into a video. Of course, Brooks has contributed a few classic songs to his films in the past, notably Springtime for Hitler and the Producers, and the title song from Blazing Saddles, the latter earning him his one and only Oscar nomination in the Best Original Song category. Words of Patrick Hammond from Deadline. The Automat is the kind of film we might enjoy viewing in a movie theater so that we'd be able to ooh and sigh and laugh at key moments, and we'll be able to do just that. The documentary is just one of 23 films to be screened as part of the annual Spring Film Festival at the Dietrich Theater in Tunkhannock. The series opened on April 8th and will run through April 28th. There are at least five more chances to see The Automat as the festival unfolds, although it was offered on opening night. It happens to be one of two films centering around food. Food, though, is not a major theme or through line of the festival. We had a chance to ask Ronnie Harvey, film booker and general theater manager of the Dietrich Theater, whether there are any echoes from film to film. I haven't necessarily found it yet, but like the last festival, it popped into me as I was watching the movies that there was something within there that I didn't see. So I'm interested. There there are a few. What I would say the biggest part about this festival, connective tissue-wise, is that the documentaries here are so important. Not to say that their documentaries in every other film festival aren't great, but there's something especially important about the documentaries here in this festival that I, I'm really proud of. Connective tissue between them, not necessarily, but I think there's there's great ones in this festival. Well, why don't you start right out with one? Yes, yeah, and... so one of our, it's one of our opening night films is The Automat, 
It was funny. It didn't even come on my radar until two film festival patrons made a comment to, about it to me on the same day. They had seen a New York Times article. It, it happened. So I went, mm, I'm going to keep that in my head because two people in one day is interesting that are separate. So I looked it up and it's about the iconic Horton Hard Arts automatic cafeteria restaurant chain that was very popular in New York City and Philadelphia. And it uses archival footage and tells you all about the history of that time and the restaurant. As I looked at it, I didn't know anything about the Ottoman. I didn't live in Philly. I didn't live in New York and I wasn't alive. But I remember watching a bunch of old Hollywood movies. And I remember seeing that and going, what is that? What a weird cafeteria that is, not realizing at that point that that's what it was. And so you have footage from late great people too, Colin Powell, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Mel Brooks. They all tell you about their history and their love for the iconic chain. And it gives you some history about the family that was involved in it. And, and I don't know, I'm just very excited to watch that film. And it's supposed to be a joyous, fun hoot to watch. Do you generally have pairings on an opening night of fiction films? Is it rare to have a documentary? It's very rare to do a documentary, but it's gotten so much press and so much attention and everyone seems to really love it. And it has this kind of nostalgia factor to it that we just thought, you know what? People are looking for that. It is paired with a movie, I'll Find You, which is a World War II film about a young opera singer who meets a young Jewish girl who is a accomplished violinist. And they kind of form this bond with each other. And of course, World War II breaks out and he loves her. And it's his journey of trying to find her. I'll find you. You mentioned an opera singer and a violinist. And I would like to go right to Beethoven because there is a regional connection with that film. Absolutely. So we do have a film playing with Beethoven. It is about a young piano student who is trying to enter this competition. And he falls for another girl who's also in the competition. And there's a question between is she being honest with him in her feelings for him? Or is she trying to veer his mind away from piano? And this has been his dream and his journey. And he needs this. So he can't decide. And funny enough, Catherine Shevsky used to live in Tunkhannock. And she is the writer of the film. And so she's actually going to be at one of the showings of Playing with Beethoven, and she's going to introduce the film, and then she's going to do a Q&A afterwards. You always are very good about taking seriously our capacity to want to see a film that happens to have Beethoven in the title. But we know certainly Shakespeare is quite another remarkable master, and you have... Absolutely. So yes, we do have The Tragedy of Macbeth. You know, I took a Shakespeare course when I was in high school, and it was very, I got it all. And I watched, I've actually, this is one of the few films that I've actually seen. And I think we've decided that we're going to put up captioning on the screen for it, because it's very important to get the, it, it moves very quickly. But the production design, the cinematography, the acting from Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, it is all superb. And there's this sparseness to everything that really elevates the tension and the buildup of everything that's going on. So I'm really excited to see that. And it's in black and white, too. So it's got a lot of really the stylish choices that they made in the film really amp it up. Well, give us something to counterbalance the tragedy of Macbeth. (laughs) Um, So we do have some movies here that I'm really excited about. The Worst Person in the World. Now, 
you say that and you immediately go, that title doesn't, we actually were hemming and hawing it about for opening night and we chose not to do it, not because it wasn't a great movie, but because that title kind of immediately puts you off. But it's not about that. It's about this woman on a quest for love in modern day Oslo. And it's a story of her and what she's dealt with the different guys in her life and the different problems that she comes into in her love life and trying to balance that with a career. So it's actually not, when you hear that title, you immediately don't envision that kind of movie. But it was nominated for Best Screenplay, Best Foreign Feature, just like Drive My Car, which was the one that won Best Foreign Feature this year. And it is another film that is beautifully done. It's about a man who is a playwright and an actor, and he gets commissioned to put on a production in Hiroshima. And he needs a driver. He needs a driver to drive him around for insurance purposes from the people. And the unfortunate part for him is that when he's in the car, he uses that time to recite his lines and do his inner monologue. He actually has it on a little tape recorder so you can hear the person will read the line to him and then it saves a little bit of time and then he does it back. And that's his way of learning all the lines. And it's this story about how his wife passes away and she's the one who's on the audio tape. She's the one who, and so he's consistently hearing her. And it's kind of paralleling his life, the play that he had put on. And it's almost three hours. But when I watched it, I didn't figure it out until about two hours and 12 minutes when it was time. I wanted to see how long I had left, but... I was so engrossed in the story that was happening as everybody's with all the different characters dealing with the grief of losing someone, but it's done in such an expert way. There are so many movies here that deal with I Am Here is about Ella Blumenthal. She is a 98-year-old Holocaust survivor, and it follows her. She tells the story of her life and, and what happened to her, and it's superimposed with animation at the same time, so it's able to really give you a, a glimpse into what she experienced. And that's something that we had recently with another movie called Flea that we had. Not as many people came to that as I wanted them to. And I think it was because they were turned off by the animation. And I and I kind of want to I kind of want to push that away because just because something is animated does not mean it's for children. And this movie utilizes that animation to really get across what she went through. And it's her story of telling her children and grandchildren and great grandchildren all about her experiences. Breaking Bread is about um, competition of, of Arab and Jewish chefs who come together through the power of food to unite them in their differences and that food is food. And, and, and everybody can have that love for that. And maybe it might not change the world, but it might move a needle a little bit. That's the way to that's the way to put it. Then there's some really interesting from the vault features that we're doing this time. It's something that we've never done before, but we had an opportunity to do some special events in this festival. One of them we're showing Andrei Rublev. We're showing that because it's from the iconic Russian director, Andrei Tarkovsky. And funny enough, two of our patrons, a father and son, come to the festival from hours away and they spend a whole weekend. And it's their favorite director. And it's very experiment. He's very experimental. They're long films. They're black and white. They're very, you know, it's a very film person's movie. But they wanted to sponsor it. So it's free to anybody who wants to come. And they get to experience this great epic film on the big screen from one of the most iconic independent filmmakers of all time and one of the most powerful independent films of all time. And uh, they just wanted to see if that's something that would work, that we could kind of broaden the the base of people that are are seeing these movies. You used the word iconic for Tarkovsky, but 
it's about an icon painter. Correct. It's it's about an icon by an icon. (laughs) Correct. And then The Godfather, 50th anniversary. So if you can believe it, The Godfather came out 50 years ago. And it has been fully restored in 4K restoration. And The Godfather is probably if not one of the the most popular movie of all time, the most famous movie of all time. And so to see it back on the big screen again, we thought, why not? (laughs) And we also have a community event going on. It's a film called Being Charlie, and it's directed by Rob Reiner. And it's about a young boy who's going through a drug addiction, and his father is a politician, and his father's trying to sweep it under the rug, trying to hide, you know, to try to get votes. And it's the story of him trying to fight his sobriety and, and figure out where to go. And it's sponsored free to the community. There's a Q&A with the Wyoming County Cares afterwards, free popcorn and soda. So there's, there's a lot of other little events going on within this festival that are big things. <laughs> they're, they're little events that are big events. And you just mentioned addiction. I see the letters PTSD for Indemnity. Yes, Indemnity is a South African film. And it is about an ex-firefighter who he's accused of murdering his wife. And he didn't do it. And so as he struggles to survive, he's trying to figure out where his PTSD came from, where, who killed his wife, and why is the government conspiring against him. So there's a lot, it's a very action-heavy movie, which is not typically something that we do in festival, but it's a South African film. So it, it's got this pedigree behind it. And so we included it in festival. And another thing is we we don't typically get to show the short subject films that were nominated for Oscars. So this year we have The Room. So we're doing the Oscar-nominated shorts animated and the Oscar-nominated shorts live action. So it's a prepackaged thing. So the winner for both of them is obviously there, but it's everything that was nominated all together, one after the other. So it, it follows along. And so they're all great pieces of film just put together in a little package. So it's actually a little festival within the festival. <laughs> Leave it to you. We always point out that you aim for quality in all kinds of ways. But I see here the outfit with a masterful actor. Yes, the outfit does not only stars Mark Rylance, who was amazing, but it was also by the same writing team that did the imitation game. And the outfit is about a tailor who has this little corner shop. And the only people that can afford to get their clothes tailored from him happen to be the gangsters that are in the area. So I'm seeing a little bit of a, a cross section between that and The Godfather. And what happens is that one night, it's a quiet evening, and two of these gangsters come knocking on his door, and they need a favor from him. And he doesn't want to do that favor. And then more new people start coming. And it turns into this whole game of cat and mouse with this very, this very sweet tailor who doesn't have any bones in the fight. He doesn't really have, and so he's now in the mix of it. So he has to decide is he going to roll over and let them take control of a situation or is he going to beat them at their own game (laughs) you always appeal to those visual art lovers absolutely and this year's no different exhibition on screen put together the danish collector from delacroix to gogon it's a little different than the other films in the sense that usually it's a museum exhibit which is all it is it's a museum exhibit and a history of the artist But this actually is following a businessman who created this remarkable collection of all of this French art. And so it not only shows you 
the garden that he created, but it also gives you a look into all of these different pieces of art that were not lost to time, but were were scooped up by him and got brought back to life. So I'm very proud of a lot of, of these films. I don't like to call them little because they they're not little, but they are a little more niche, if you will. There there there's something special about these movies because they're not seen by the general public. Not a lot of people have heard about them because they're not nom- all nominated for some kind of award. But there's something so special about all of them, and that they're all put together is is great. Tell us then the length of the festival and how we find out more. So it is three weeks, 23 films, staggered all day, every day. You can get tickets for any movie by going to our website, checking out the information on Facebook, or stopping by and getting our brochure. of course when we hear this tune and we will be able to view a film titled The Automat for which Mel Brooks composed an original song and that's one of the films and it's going to be part of the Spring Film Festival at the Dietrich Theater. We spoke with Ronnie Harvey who is booker of films at the Dietrich. He's also general theater manager and He was excited about filling us in on the wide range of pieces from the automat to the Godfather. The Godfather 50th anniversary screening. And you can see it April 16th, April 20th, and April 26th at the Dietrich Theater in Tonkanic as part of the Spring Film Festival. 23 films in 21 days. A very exciting opportunity for people from our region is a chance to view the film Playing with Beethoven, a new film, a story about life, love, and music. Josh is a classical piano student focused on winning the biggest competition of his life, and there are temptations that draw him away from practicing and focusing and concentrating as he needs to. The screenwriter happens to be Catherine Shevsky, and she is from Tunkanic. She went off to study at the New England Conservatory, the Guildhall School of Music and Drama, Smith College. She will be back on April 15th at 7 in the evening, and that's Friday, to introduce the film, to talk about it, and explain how it came out of her life as a pianist and a teacher. And so that's a chance to hear the screenwriter who happens to have ties to our region and the film is Playing with Beethoven, just one of 23 films. For more information on the web, dietrichtheater.com, and Dietrich is D-I-E-T-R-I-C-H, Dietrich Theater with an E-R, T-H-E-A-T-E-R, Dietrich 
dietrichtheater.com. The Dietrich Theater is 60 East Tioga Street in Tonkanic. And thanks to Ronnie Harvey for the rundown.